0: What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Matt. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And on today's podcast, we are joined by Syracuse women's hockey captain Jessica Garalamo. However, before we get to her interview, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our social media accounts on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at College hockey Talk. Also, follow our Spotify page and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I really appreciate it if you did those things. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. I really appreciate that as well. Now, like I just mentioned, our guest today is Jessica DiGarolamo. It was a great conversation I had with her. We talked about her college hockey experience with Sarah as well as her hockey journey to D1 from Oakville. So without further ado, here's the interview with Jessica. Enjoy, everyone. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by captain of the Syracuse women's hockey team, Jessica DeGarolamo. Uh Jessica, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And how's everything going?
1: Everything's going well. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, super excited for my first podcast
0: awesome I'm happy you're joining this one so my first question to you is obviously this year's college hockey season has been very different than most uh, what are some challenges you have faced and how are you tried to o- overcome some of those challenges
1: yeah it's definitely been a, a different season um this is my fourth year here at Syracuse and we've never had to experience something like this um whether it's be having our games canceled um the different protocols that we need to go through um but I do think it's just important that we have a great mindset and we uh continue to get ready for the games that we do get to play.
0: Yeah, and there's been many schedule changes and adjustments throughout the season. How do you mentally stay prepared for that? And what is the key for maintaining flexibility for this season?
1: I honestly think it's all about mindset. It's all about making sure that my teammates and I, we are in this together. um, And we understand that once we are able to step on the ice, like we're going to give it our all. Um, And we just need to prepare and just make sure that when the puck drops, we're ready to go.
0: Has there, any been, has there any been changes in your preparation for opponents? Because I know throughout a regular season uh, you do some pre-scout and try to find an opponent's strengths and weaknesses. Has that changed at all because of all these schedule changes that happened throughout this year, or has it been relatively same to previous years?
1: Yeah, I mean, we control the controllables, and one of those is like as things go on and uh, say we don't play a certain team, but we have another team coming up, um, we definitely continue to do video and we prepare um, to face that opponent.
0: Now you're obviously the captain of the team, Uh, how would you assess your leadership so far and what have you learned about yourself as a player being in that leadership role?
1: Um, Honestly, it's practice really helps, Um, whether it be practicing games, uh, just becoming a more well-rounded leader on and off the ice. I just need to make sure that my teammates are comfortable coming to me and uh, we can attack any situation and make sure that everybody is happy in the dressing room.
0: Now, are you more of a vocal leader or lead by example type of player?
1: Personally, I'm more of a lead by example. Um, My co-captain, Kristen, um, she's amazing and she's more vocal than I am personally. Um, I do try to lead more on the ice um, and Kristen takes more of the off ice um, in terms of leadership.
0: Now, how have the freshmen looked like so far in your opinion? And talk about the impact they've made to your team so far this year.
1: I personally think they've adjusted well, especially under the different circumstances. Like this is a crazy year. You said it at the beginning. Um, but they've adjusted, and they are making an impact every single game that they uh, that they play.
0: Now you obviously haven't played in front of any fans this year. Uh, has that been an adjustment for yourself, not playing in front of a crowd?
1: See, I, I did see this question, and I thought it was pretty funny because most of our fans are family, um, so it's not really a, a huge difference. I mean, it does. It's kind of upsetting to not be able to see uh, people cheer for you in the stands. But I mean, I'm not really a, a person that looks in the stands often. Um, so I don't really see a, a, a huge difference.
0: Yeah, but even without any family members, has that been an adjustment for yourself? Just not seeing your parents in the crowd um, helping you cheer you on? Because I know in my hockey experience, it was cool seeing my dad uh, in the stands, even though he wasn't like cheering. Like it still was cool to have that sense of comfort on the ice.
1: Yeah, exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. It's it's honestly has to do with comfort um, when you see my well, when I see my parents in the stands. Like it's a great feeling. Um, only like three and a half hours from home. Uh, when they were able to come up, there was – or come down, actually. That was uh, – it was great. So, I mean, it's it's a change, but I do feel like uh, we're getting used to it.
0: Now, obviously, your off-season was probably a little bit different than usual. Talk about your off-season, and what did you do to prepare for this unusual and uncertain season?
1: Well, coming from uh, Toronto, it's uh, – it was – we were in lockdown pretty much most of uh, – most of summer but I'm fortunate enough to have a gym in my basement, um, and my dad and I would always work out. We would challenge each other, uh, whether it be like morning runs or workouts together. So, my, I honestly owe credit to my dad. Um, he pushed me and uh, helped me during this offseason.
0: Now, another thing that's been introduced to college hockey this year is three-on-three overtime. Uh, what has that been like for yourself, being a more offensive defenseman and having more ice on the, having more ice and having more chances to have offensive opportunities to score goals?
1: Personally, I love it. Um, like you said, more room in scoring chances. Um, I enjoy carrying the puck and, uh, looking for my teammates open. And it's also more, it's more engaging. It's more exciting. Um, even people watching it online or even playing, um, it's very quick and, uh, I enjoy it.
0: Now, does that also make, does a three and three overtime also make you more defensively sound? Because I know if you make one little mistake on the defensive send side of things, it can lead to an odd man rush, which is also very important thing to think about in a three and three overtime.
1: Yeah, it's uh, just making sure that the play is there. Like if the play is there, you're going to make it. But if it's not there and you're kind of you're iffy about it, um, it's to make sure that you're you're pulling back and making sure that you're not going to make uh, a move that is actually going to actually hinder um, during the three on three. So you just need to choose, uh, pick and choose your spots, and uh, go for it.
0: Now you just had a series against Robert Morris. Uh, talk about that series and what did you take away from those two games?
1: Um, I did take away the fact that. Whoever comes to play that game or any game is uh, is going to come out on top. So we just need to make sure that we limit our um, our mistakes and we capitalize on our chances that we get throughout the game.
0: Now, how would you assess your team's performance this season, and what are some things you have taken away, both positively and negatively?
1: And this is in terms of my team. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to note that our record does not represent us. Um, We've had close games. We have overtime losses, but we're right in there, and I just feel like we're a team that battles. Like we know um, what we need to do to win, and we're still we're going to work uh, to achieve those uh, and, I guess, become successful in our games.
0: Now, what has been the biggest improvement you've made to your game since last season?
1: Personally, I've been focusing on more of uh, the little things. I want to make sure that I'm going to block that shot. I'm going to make this extra move to get around somebody um, and just kind of help my teammates and support them throughout the, all areas of the ice.
0: Now, I want to transition to the beginning of your hockey career. You're from Mississauga, Ontario. Uh, Talk about growing up there, and how did you start playing hockey?
1: So this is – it's kind of a a funny story. Um, I have a brother who's three years older than me, and pretty much everything that he did I wanted to do as well. Um, So him and I both grew up playing uh, lacrosse and hockey uh, during the different seasons. Um, So when he started playing hockey uh, at three years old and I was born, I was, I was probably looking at him like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, So when I was able to, I was three and he was six, um, he started skating and I was like, I want to do this. Um, So I started skating and I just wanted to follow in his footsteps. Like he played hockey until, I don't know what age it was. I think 18, 19. Um, And that's where I picked up the game. Uh, And then I played hockey with the boys for majority of my career um, and then when I was 15, I moved over to girls hockey. And I just feel like I took the proper steps to uh, lead me to where I am today.
0: Now, did you have a favorite player growing up?
1: Uh, I did. I actually had two. Uh, one favorite player was Joe McGinley. Um, and the other one was Sidney Crosby, for sure.
0: Nice. What about those players did you admire the most?
1: Just their work ethic. Um, they were always willing to pay the price. Um, and they were also goal scorers, which I personally enjoy scoring goals, too.
0: Now, before Syracuse, you played for the Oakville Hornets. How did you get the opportunity to play with that organization?
1: Yeah, so when I transferred uh, from girls hockey to boys hockey, I was approached by um, Mike Choma, who was eventually my Bantam coach. Um, And then I kind of went from Bantam to midget to junior, all in the Oakville uh, organization. And I had great coaches uh, throughout my whole experience there in Oakville.
0: Yeah, in Oakville, you played with many wonderful players, including Sarah Filier, Emma Malte, Emily Rickwood, and Lexia Gia. How did playing with those players help your hockey development?
1: I think it helped development a lot. We were able to grow together and learn from one another and and challenge each other, which I think has helped all of us in the long run.
0: Now, do you still stay in contact with some of those players?
1: I do. Um, I do. And we we have like a close-knit, we call it like the Hornets family, Um, so we do, we do keep in touch with one another and, you know, looking forward to getting uh, the girls back together.
0: And how did your time in Oakville help prepare you for college hockey?
1: Yeah, in the PWHL, um, I just felt like it was great competition and I always had great coaching. I want to give like a special shout out to Brady. Um, she was an amazing junior coach and, uh, I owe a lot of my success to her. Um, she believed in me and, uh, I appreciate everything she did for me.
0: You also played for Team Ontario Red and went to nationals. Talk about representing your province and playing in that tournament.
1: Uh, It was a great time. It's always an honor to represent my province. And I just enjoyed uh, playing with the best competition uh, around the the country.
0: Now, doing research on yourself, something I found interesting was you were a four-sport athlete in high school. How did playing multiple sports help you when it came to hockey? Like, for example, did you learn anything in softball that helped your hockey development later on in life?
1: I feel like a sport that really helped me in my hockey career was lacrosse. Um, like I said, if I wasn't playing hockey, I was playing lacrosse. And I was able to take a break from hockey. Like, I don't want, want to say I needed a break, but it was more of like changing up, um, changing up the playing field and just enjoying playing lacrosse. Then when I get back into hockey, I'm like, all right, I'm like, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm excited. Um, so I do feel like it helped me and it helped me grow as a person uh, and a player.
0: Now talk about your recruiting process and why did you choose to go to Syracuse?
1: Um, That was a, that was a very interesting process. Um, I personally, like hands down, like when I came to Syracuse and I toured, toured the campus met the coaches, met the girls on the team. um, I honestly fell in love with it. Uh, And the coaches were very, very honest with me, very open. And I just, I felt a, a sense of like, they wanted me, they wanted me to become part of their team. And that want was like very important for me. And I was like, this is where I want to spend the next four years playing hockey and going to school. So it was a very easy uh, decision for me to make on my part.
0: Now talk about what it's like to play under head coach, Paul Flanagan.
1: Um, I honestly really enjoy him being head coach. Um, He works the D, the D side, obviously I'm a defenseman. Um, He gives great advice and he's always there. Like if you have a question or you have a concern or just anything he's like uh, he's like pretty much like a father figure to all of us
0: now what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey was it more the mental side of the game making quicker decisions with the puck or was it the physicality playing against girls that were four or five years older than you were when you were a freshman
1: I do feel it was uh more like the speed of the game like the tempo um coming from junior hockey and going into college it was just it took a few games just to get used to but then uh but I think that was the only really challenge
0: now, you lost to Mercyhurst in the CHA tournament your freshman year. Uh, what did you learn from that experience that has helped you for the rest of your college hockey career?
1: I honestly think it was a, it was a very good experience um, to learn from our mistakes um, and just to understand like the feeling of or how we felt when we lost um, to make sure it doesn't happen. Hopefully this season when we go into our, our championship, we won't have to feel that. But I do feel like it was, uh, it was a very important uh, learning experience.
0: You eventually did win the CHA tournament your sophomore season. Talk about that run your team had in the playoffs, and what was the key to, the, to your success that season?
1: That was probably the highlight of my college career so far, um, winning three games in three days. I just feel like we were able to keep a mindset, and we were all on the same page, and we all wanted to come out on top. So it's just believing in ourselves, believing in each other, um, and believing in our abilities that we can come out on top, and we did, which was, uh, which was great.
0: Yeah, what emotions were you feeling after beating Robert Morris and winning your first CHA title?
1: I know a lot of people say this, but I was honestly speechless. Like it was it was an experience that I've never experienced before and I hope that happens again.
0: Now talk about your first national tournament experience against Wisconsin and what did you take away from that game?
1: I took away from that game the fact that we could play with anybody. Um it just depends on who comes out to play. It was a great experience. Um it was amazing heading out to Wisconsin I knew uh some girls on the team so it was good to see them as well but overall it was a great learning experience and uh like I said hopefully we're back in that position again
0: now the atmosphere at LeBon that game was pretty incredible what was it like being a player in that atmosphere
1: it was definitely one of a kind um it was I think honestly it was sold out it was sold out within I don't know how many hours it was um, but it was it was great unfortunately like they weren't going to be cheering for us <laughs> um, but it was great to to see how loud it was and that was very motivating
0: you had a lot of great leaders on that team as well including Brooke Avery uh, what's it did you learn anything anything from those leaders that have helped you for your leadership skills uh, now as a senior
1: yeah um, I learned more about uh, off ice stuff whether it be if there's a situation going on within the team, um, just to make sure that everybody's opinions are taken into consideration before a decision is made. And honestly, just being an outlet for uh, for people, um, for my teammates to make sure that they're all comfortable and we, uh, we make sure that we're all on the same page.
0: You lost to Robert Morris in the semifinals this past season. Talk about that game and what did you take away from it and how are you going to use that game uh, for your senior year right now? Uh,
1: thinking back, um, I think it's important that, you know, you're going to make mistakes in a game and it's how we come back from those mistakes, I think is, is very important. So whether it be the games that we still have left or in the playoffs, I think it's important that mistakes are going to be made. You're going to make mistakes. Like I make mistakes. People make mistakes. It's just human nature. Um, and I think it's important to make sure that we bring ourselves back up together um, and have a mindset that we're going to, uh, we can come back from say like a goal or uh
0: now, what's it like to play in the CHA? There's so many great teams, and it's such a small conference. So, how would you compare playing in the CHA versus other conferences, like an ECAc?
1: Yeah, I uh, playing playing teams in the CHA. We all we kind of all have rivalries with each other. Um, it's because we we play each other all the time. Um, but I think it's it's very competitive, and like I said, it's whoever comes out to play is going to be uh, is going to win that game.
0: And what's the communication like between you and the rest of the defensemen? Because you guys have seen, you guys seem to have great chemistry uh, this season.
1: Yeah, and having Kristen and I as both seniors uh, kind of lead the decor um, and just making sure that we take the freshmen under our wing and uh, just make sure that we, we help them in any situation if they need, whether it be advice um, or they have like a, like a question, just to be with them and make sure that we're staying together
0: uh we're now in the non-hockey segment of the podcast where i ask you some non-hockey questions my first one is what music do you like listening to before a game
1: Ooh, that's a good one um i think it's a little bit of a mixture um sometimes i like to be like pumped up with good rap or other times no, i don't want to say i i like to be mellow but i do like to be like relaxed and calm and i do listen to r&b
0: so i heard that you have a baking instagram account jessica do you like to talk a little bit more about that
1: yes for sure. Um, so people call me digi around the rink. Um, and I will, my Instagram baking account is called digilicious. So it's digi and delicious put together. Um, pretty much during quarantine, I was kind of bored. So I tried to pick up a new activity that I could do, um, and perfect. So I've decided that baking is going to be my outlet. Um, so you could, we had two quarantines so far and, uh, you know, I just I just baked, whether it be with my grandma, with my mom. Um, and I really enjoyed that. That was great. And it was something aside from playing, like, sports and different activities. So um, I really enjoyed that. And Digitalicious is still a thing. So if you uh, have any yeah. ideas of what I should bake, I'll do it.
0: Awesome. Yeah, no, make sure to follow that account. What stuff do you bake or have you baked already?
1: Um, well, we had, we've had a little bit. Uh, we've had different types of cookies. Um, we actually had a baking competition within my team over uh, Christmas break. um kind of more of like a bonding type thing. Um, I don't know I've made a lot of cakes, different different cookies um, most mostly tailored to like Italian cookies because you know, my grandma influences me, and she's like, we're gonna make this one today I'm like okay like we're gonna we're gonna make this one um, but yeah, just a different just a variety of different things. And, uh, and I really enjoy doing it.
0: That's awesome. I don't know how to bake really anything. So I definitely have to follow along just to learn. Cause I think it's an important skill to have. Now, what is your biggest pet peeve?
1: Uh, one of my biggest pet peeves is, well, I'm a very like clean person. Like I, I don't like messes. Um, so like when somebody could be like different from me in that way, it's kind of like, Ooh, like, it's not really like my favorite thing, but I would say that's one of my pet peeves.
0: Now, what is your favorite outdoor activity?
1: Favorite outdoor activity? I would have to say anything to do with outdoors. Um, Like today, after this podcast, I'm going to go snowshoeing. Um, It's nice outside. It's snowing in beautiful Syracuse. So um, that's one thing I do enjoy doing outside.
0: Now, I see the poster behind you. It's obviously pond hockey. Is that something you like doing um, in your spare time, obviously?
1: Yes. Uh, I don't know if you know, but it gets really cold in Syracuse uh, and the ponds freeze. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting out there with the, with my teammates and uh, have a great time.
0: Now, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, uh, who would it be and why?
1: This is the easiest question. Justin Bieber. I've been a fan since I was a, a little girl and yeah, I would pick him for sure.
0: Now, what would you ask him? I think something that I would ask him was how he's been dealing with fame for such a long time at such a young age, because that seems like something that you can't really prepare for.
1: I would honestly ask him how, because a lot of people want, want, want in the world, um, and he has everything that he possibly could want. Um, just how he dealt with his mental health. Like he's had a lot of things go wrong and how he's been able to regroup as a, as a person and uh, be as successful as he is today.
0: Now, speaking of your teammates, who has the best style on the team besides yourself?
1: Besides myself, I would have to go with Anna Lacision. Yeah, she's got good style. We always uh, go back and forth with one another.
0: Now, who is the funniest on the team?
1: Funniest on the team. I would have to give that to Rayla Clemens. She's, uh, she's a character and she's, uh, she's hilarious.
0: Now, back to some hockey questions now. My first one is, what should be done to help grow women's hockey? I know some strides have been made with the NWHL and the PWHPA. Is there anything that you would do in particular that will help grow the sport?
1: Um, I just feel like we need to be aired. We need to be shown uh, across the world. Um, Women's hockey needs to get or they deserve the recognition. Um, That's something that we haven't gotten and I think that uh, one of the stepping stones in order to get there is being aired and being televised to make sure that people understand that girls hockey isn't, isn't, a, isn't steps below men's hockey. Like they, each game has its, its benefits. And I think that people should enjoy watching
0: both. I couldn't agree with you more on that answer. Now, my next question is somewhat related to that, but what advice would you give a younger player trying to pursue D1 hockey, more specifically towards a woman's hockey player?
1: In looking back at my career so far, um, and this is something that Brady Cochran, who was my junior uh, coach in Oakville, is just believing in yourself. Like Things are going go, to go wrong. You're not going to make a certain team, um, but just making sure that you have a mindset and that you're prepared um, for challenges along the way. But it's just making sure you can regroup as a, as a player, as a person, and just believe in yourself and believe in your abilities.
0: Now, what should I do better as an interviewer to improve and make this podcast better?
1: I've enjoyed this podcast, Matt, and we've been talking for I don't know how long it's been, but uh, I think these are great questions and they're very engaging.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Is there any shout outs like to give to your family members, teammates or anyone else?
1: Yeah, I would like to give a a, a shout out to my family members, especially my mom, my dad, my brother. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to all those people who are helping us have a season. I know this is very difficult, but there's a lot of things behind the scenes that Uh, we don't see. And I just want to say thank you to those people, as well as, you know, other people, you know who you are. Thank you. And uh, that's all I've got.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on, Jessica. I really appreciate it. Take care, stay safe and good luck for the rest of your season.
1: Thank you so much, Matt.
0: Just wanted to say thank you so much to Jessica for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it so much, and I wish her nothing but the best. Moving forward with Syracuse, I know she's going to do great things with that school. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Make sure to follow our social media accounts, especially our YouTube channel. I'll be posting cool vids on that channel, and I would really appreciate it if you check it out. Thank you guys so much for listening. Take care, and I'll see you guys next time with another great podcast. But until then, take care, everyone, and stay safe. Bye.